Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 45. I am your host, Carter E. Joining me as always is my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr. Jeff, how you doing today? It was a busy, busy week last week. Yeah, it got a little chaotic with uh, football getting shifted to Saturday. But before we get into that, I would like to thank today's title sponsor. That is Double J Auto NV in Gardnerville. You can find them online at www.doublejautonv.com. Yeah, lots going on this past week. We had two football games on Saturday. We had an installment of Carson Douglas in soccer Saturday. We had Carson Douglas volleyball on Thursday. We had Monday night football. And Monday night football last week. It's been it's been crazy. And obviously, as I'm sure most of you are aware by now, that with the Monday night games this past week, the NIAA's rule, you have to have five days off between football games, hence why everything was moved to Saturday. So we'll get to football here in a little bit. I would like to start with our two... Our first two installments, as I said, of the Carson-Douglas rivalry. Uh, I alluded to it a little bit at last week. Uh, Carson volleyball feature story on the team itself there. Now 11-5. and five. It's the best start they've had since 2018. And a lot of it has to do with kind of, you know, their four main pieces, I guess, if you will, um, up front. They catch a catch a lot of praise from head coach Brittany Witter pretty much after every game. Um, and obviously those those front three between freshman Abigail Franco, junior Anna Turner, and Sarah Miller, and then senior setter Riley Kolsch, those four have found a, a connection that Carson Volleyball really hasn't had since I got out here. I mean, they've had some some decent teams, but obviously sitting at 11-5, and five, I, w- I was not here in 2018. So something to watch there. They come off a 3-1 win over Douglas at Douglas on Thursday. It's the first time they had beaten the Tigers, I believe, since 2017 as well, 2017-2018. So uh, it's, it's – look at – I mean, we're still – I guess what finishing up the first half of the the league season, but it's a it's a Carson High volleyball team that absolutely is gunning for a top four seed, and realistically, I don't see why they can't do it. I mean, obviously, you've got the likes of uh, Bishop Minogue and Reno, who are always very good, and then Spanish Springs volleyball has already uh, swept Carson once this year, um, but it's now a center volleyball team that's won four in a row. Yeah, and I. I- I saw them play a couple of matches ago at home, and I I texted Brittany after the match that they really they looked like they were having fun, and it's been a while since we've seen that out there. Uh, and Sarah, she, her enthusiasm is infectious. Absolutely, I mean, she's just she loves being out there and having a good time. She tells me good dad jokes too, so that's, <laughs> that's uh, we have a dad joke thing going on, so it's pretty cool. I was gonna say from the talking to the four of them at practice, they were just like the giggle squad yeah, when for when sure. I. Uh, when I was chatting with them and had some good answers too. Uh, that feature story is online. You can find that at www.nevadaappeal.com backslash sports. It was also in this past Saturday's Nevada Appeal. So if you're looking for the print edition, you can find it there. Uh, a lot of a lot of good information there. If I if I do say so myself, I mean I did write it. So uh, you know, a little little self promotion there. But yeah, like I said, four wins in a row for Carson. Now at four and three in uh, in league, and of course, you know they're going to start their second half of league play. At at Bishop Minogue on Tuesday, which, as I said, you know, there there are still still some top top dogs on the on the volleyball scene, and you know maybe it's not necessarily super realistic for the Senators to think they can be be a one seed this season, but given that they've got 
a lot of experience and, and some youth as well that they can build around or already are building around. It's, it's a fun time to be a Carson volleyball fan. And I really think they, uh, they had some pretty good attendance for that, that Carson Douglas game, I guess as, as one would expect, but I'm sure they should expect to see that as the season continues, because I don't see why this team should, should fade away. Um, other than, usual high school I, I, stuff but i do have to call it just in line with what you're saying i do have to call out the uh, carson home fans especially the student section your volleyball presence has been a little weak the yeah. last couple of games at yeah. home so i didn't realize there's lots going on and but last week or i guess two weeks ago is homecoming week so uh a little challenge to the carson student section to get out there and support that volleyball team <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know it's funny because Douglas volleyball, though they are sitting at nine and thirteen and two and six in the league, they've had pretty solid turnouts on the their for their home games. Uh, you know that student section is much like the place where I went to college, where they don't tend to stick around the whole game, but they are there at the beginning, and uh, you know that can that can be said for something. I think you know Douglas now has lost four in a row, but that's to Minogue, Spanish Springs, Galena, and Carson. So you're looking at arguably four of the top five teams in. In Class Five A North right now, with they, uh, they pulled off that win against Spanish Springs, right? Oh, uh, they in, lost in the fifth, fifth set. Oh, that's right. They lost right. in the fifth set. It was it was a tight one. They lost that's fifteen twelve or fifteen thirteen in the yeah. fifth set. So I mean, it, you know, I sit here and say all these things about Carson, and that's that's not a knock on Douglas at all. I just oh, think that yeah. uh, from from having to talk to Susie Townsell a number of times, Douglas's volleyball's head coach, they they're really young and. While they do have some some senior presence, they're kind of figuring out the rest of that, the depth and rotations with you know a lot of sophomores and juniors that are, are still kind of piecing piecing it together. And um, you know it's kind of remarkable the the turn just from uh, year one to year two on the Carson side. I know I'm kind of jumping back and forth here, but still still volleyball related to now be you know eleven and five. Like I said, this is saying twelve and five now with. Uh, it looks like they had a match added from earlier this season. A good-looking Carson team here so far, and they've got some some players that are leading or up there in the north as far as statistics go. Like I said, senior setter Riley Kolsch has just been feeding away to to their three big hitters, um, and they found found a lot of uh, success there. Uh, at Libero, they have had Ava Cordonaway as well as uh, Aaron Peterson came in for the last couple sets. Uh, at Libero against Douglas as well and played pretty well, um, Peterson being a, a senior there. So lots of things to look forward to with that, that Carson volleyball team. Like I said, you can can kind of read up more on them if you would, would like to kind of uh, check in there if you haven't uh, followed them so far. But definitely uh, some some positives to look at there. It's not a... Not a team that I mean, obviously they went three and fourteen last year. So sitting at eleven and five or twelve and five is is a significant improvement. And it you really don't have to even look at win loss. Like just if you go to one match and watch them play compared to last year, it's yeah. it's night and day. And that's not to knock if anybody from last year's team, right? This is just sometimes how sports go. Sometimes you find find the the right fit with the right players, and you roll from there. And it sounds like uh, they are much more in tune with what the kind of volleyball that coach Witter would like them to play, given that she's now had a, a year under her belt and has gotten things going. And then, I mean, you talk about a lot of these girls play club volleyball. I mean, they're just, there is no off season. That was one thing Sarah Miller said. And you see that a lot with kids specializing in one sport now, which I won't go down a rabbit hole of that, but, um, 
Like, it's, it's happening. I was having this conversation at one of the games. Depending on the sport, your club teams are better than your high school teams. Mm-hmm. And soccer's one, volleyball, I would assume, is one just because you, you play all year long. And that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking to my daughter the other day about it. She was telling me that she's feeling more confident. And, and I said, you're playing six days a week. You have to get better unless you're just absolutely not trying. So, yeah. And and the coaches, I spent a lot of time with the girls' soccer team this summer. Same thing. We're going to play six days a week, and you're going to get better quickly. And same thing with volleyball. Um, yeah. You know, fo- high school football, that's different. You don't have a club team for football because that's, right. that's a whole other beast. Yeah. But basketball, volleyball, uh, soccer, uh, and then obviously there's a lot of other sports, tennis being one that's obvious that you've got to play more. Uh, but it's really interesting transformation because when I was coming up, and that was long before you, um, <laughs> you know, high school was that was the that was the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that's changed. Yeah, I won't talk about myself here too much. But growing up in a decently large. Uh, tennis scene high school tennis scene everybody knew if you were playing high school tennis you weren't you weren't making a jump to to the big the big leagues after that because the talent you were seeing at high school tennis was not what you would be seeing if you were going to play you know traveling to play tournaments and uh the best the best tennis players i grew up around didn't play high school tennis they knew they were too good and be a waste of their time they want to go and practice in a club setting or in a in a more professional setting where they you know it's it's another one of those things where you know iron sharpens iron. You want to play against the best to get better, and if you're playing against you're playing down to competition, you don't tend to get better. You, at least from my personal experience, I played down to everybody <laughs> I played against, so I was really hard to watch. But uh, anyways, basically a long way of making your point, which is that you know your club scene tends to be tends to be more uh, talent based, especially because you have kids who know that that's kind of a route they want to take and. Um, then of course you obviously have barriers to entry such as cost and travel and yada, yada, yada. So you do have to want it a little bit just to even start going down that process. Uh, and then you also talked about soccer, which we had our first look at Carson Douglas soccer, uh, weird little scheduling snafu here, uh, you know, you only have to wait ten days for the next installment yeah, of Carson I Douglas Girls Soccer. This morning. It's coming quick. Yeah, that game got moved from later in the season to October fourth, which will be in Minden. Uh, this game last past weekend was at Carson. Douglas won two zero behind two goals from Aaliyah Weaver. I did not catch the first one as I was coming back from the Carson McQueen football game, which, like I said, we will get to here in a second. But the second one, a corner kick from Kylie Lash. And uh, you watch Aaliyah, you watch Weaver make a little deke inside, get her defender to bite, and then she slipped just around her and headed it right into the back of the net. And don't look now, but Aaliyah Weaver, as a junior, might be making a case for Offensive Player of the Year here in the North. I, you know, stats aren't always the easiest thing to find for the other eight teams in the North. Um, I know our coverage area teams are doing a much better job at it. So I highly appreciate that, but that doesn't always speak for the, the Reno squads. That's that's, there's no guarantee there. Um, but Douglas is dealing with some injuries. They've lost came to Miller for the year with an ACL, uh, knee injury, got some other injuries. They're trying to kind of figure their way back from. And so they've had some kind of iffy results. They lost two, one to Reed, lost four, nothing to Galena. Galena, as we talked about previously, has kind of just had their, their number the last few years, but 
you sandwich in a win over Damani and a 2-0 win over Carson, and then they've got uh, Bishop Minogue here this week. And uh, that's that. I mean, that's going to leave. Assuming they beat Bishop Minogue, that's going to leave Douglas at five two and one in the North and league league play, which will pretty much assures you of a, a playoff spot with five wins in um, Northern Nevada play. That would right now they are the the four seed if the season ended today, but obviously there's still still a ways to go. Um, and though Douglas beat Carson two zero, their uh, that Carson girls soccer team is also looking much improved from uh, teams we've seen in the past as well. Uh, they are now three three and one in the north, which leaves them in sixth place through what is that seven league games. So obviously you still have another another loop around uh, around the region there. So plenty yeah. of important games coming up yeah, here in the next a couple lo- weeks. A lot, a lot of games. Um, I was looking at the schedule and kind of mid October is when the soccer season ends and rolls into playoffs, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of games to get in between now and then. Yeah, they take on Spanish Springs Tuesday, as in tomorrow. We are taping this Monday morning. And then they will play Reno um, later this week, a Husky team that, you know, I'm pretty sure Carson thinks they should have beaten in the first the first meeting. Uh, Carson led one nothing into stoppage time or extra time, however, stoppage time. Um, and uh, let's just say Reno got a lot of stoppage time, and yeah. the Huskies were able to knock in a goal in the final moments before they blew the whistle for a 1-1 draw. Uh, that was August 30th in Carson. So, uh, you know, a little bit over a month later, October 1st, they will go to Reno. And then, of course, next week they are back at Douglas and then home against Galena. So it's it's going to be a tough two weeks here for Carson Girls Soccer. But if they can pick up a couple wins instead of, you know, just one, they might solidify themselves with a, with a nice little, uh, I guess, grip on a, on a playoff spot, which is what I know they're looking for. All right, over to the football ranks here real quickly. Uh, not a ton to say as uh, Reed bested Douglas 62-24 to on Saturday evening. McQueen beat Carson 39-7 to Saturday morning. Carson was able to keep it 7-7 there in the first quarter, and then it was kind of all McQueen after that. Uh, McQueen doesn't have any stats up online, but Carson was held to roughly 131 yards offense from what I'm looking at here 61 on the ground 70 through the air they also had a you know a pair of turnovers which which will hurt you and then I mean McQueen's quick their speed is speed is devastating I saw them do the same thing to Douglas a couple weeks ago um, and Carson now at, at one and five in the or on the season as well uh, Kincaid Gill junior for the Senators led the way with 14 tackles so that's pretty impressive there. Senior Isaac Avina had nine as well. Um, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about him in the in the kicking game, and he still t- continues to be uh, very very crucial there. But um, you know, for seeing f- seeing a little bit of spark for the Carson offense last Monday, uh, that that spark wasn't there over over uh, Saturday's game against McQueen, and they are once again kind of back looking for looking for some kind of offensive moves in order to to keep themselves in the game and um yeah they got spanish springs uh, at home this friday so we're back to our friday night slate of games and you know spanish springs team that is coming off a pretty big win uh excuse me coming off a 49 14 loss to bishop minogue but prior to that a 33 12 win over mcqueen so 
Uh, we were joking that transitive property is not a perfect analogy there, but especially in high school football. But yeah, 30, 39 to seven to thirty three twelve gives you at least a little bit of an idea of where where you may may be able to set the line if you're if you're one, if you roll that way for for high school football, which is what it is. Reed, like I said, beat Douglas sixty two to twenty four. They had thirty four points in the second half after scoring twenty eight. In the first, uh, we talked about him last week, Reed's running back, Spencer Firebaugh, who now has 19 touchdowns in six games. He is absolutely running away with offensive player in Northern Nevada. 25 carries for 300 yards on Saturday's game against Douglas. He had six touchdowns, so he averaged 12 yards a carry, which is pretty much unstoppable. That's, That's not even like a normal football stat. That just doesn't need those numbers you just don't hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is unless if you're really good. And uh, he has proven that he is really good. And there's, I don't think anybody around the North has really shown any ability to slow him down yet. So two weeks in a row of watching Spencer Firebaugh just torch Carson and Douglas. He did it again, like I said, this past Saturday with 300 yards against the Tigers. Overall, Reed ran for 365 yards. They threw for another 120 with two touchdowns coming through the air. Uh, Douglas did have 209 yards rushing. 109 came from junior running back Connor Jackson, who had a pair of touchdowns as well. He continues to find a way to like 100 yards almost every game. So he is, you know, Douglas has, has some talent, but you know, as talented as some of the players on the defense have been, and uh, you know, I know that they will continue to to have that individual talent. They have have struggled with slowing teams down so far this season. I mean, you give up sixty two to Reed, followed by I mean, I know seventeen fourteen last week against Galena, but then you give up fifty three to Reno and fifty one to McQueen, giving up almost you know, 50 points a game over the last four weeks is, is a tough recipe when your offense is, is, you know, figuring it out, but has, you know, obviously yet to put up any kind of stat line like that. So Douglas football now one and five and oh, and three in league play. They will host Damani ranch next week. Damani is one and four, but they're coming off a 38, seven win over Reno. Like I said, a Husky team that beat Douglas 53 to seven a couple weeks ago. So once again, transitive property, not perfect, but gives you at least an idea of where things stand. I would definitely say that Carson and Douglas football are the underdogs coming into this week's slate of games. Otherwise, Jeff, I mean, taking a look around the region, what else do we have going on this week that, uh, that would be worth people uh, checking out? Uh, busy days. Uh, Douglas, actually, Douglas doesn't tomorrow. Sorry, Wednesday. Uh, they've got nothing on the slate that's at home. But Thursday, busy, busy day at Douglas. Girls tennis, boys soccer, freshman and JV football, and volleyball all at home. So busy, busy parking lot if you're trying to get in there. Uh, Friday, like you just mentioned, uh, they played Damani at home for football. And then next Tuesday... Uh, the second installment, as you mentioned, we have uh, girls soccer at home, JV at two, varsity at three forty-five against Carson, and that's it for Douglas for home games for the week. Then Carson uh, next, sorry, this Wednesday they have a makeup, or I, it's not a makeup, but it's finishing. Mm-hmm. I guess they got it got too late and got dark 
on them. So Wednesday, they've got a makeup match. Uh, Thursday, we got freshman and JV football and volleyball at home. Then Friday, we've got Spanish Springs football. Saturday, cross country is at Willow Hills Reservoir, which I'm not really sure where that is. <laughs> Me but, either. Uh, it looks uh, Sierra Lutheran is also going to that, so okay. uh, I'm guessing it's a fairly big one. Uh, next Monday, the third, boys soccer at home for Carson, and then volleyball on Tuesday the 4th. And then go switching out to Dayton, kind of a quiet week for them. Friday, they've got volleyball and girls varsity soccer, and then Saturday, they got boys soccer. And then over to Sierra Lutheran, cross country, like I mentioned, on Saturday, and football, JV at 10, varsity at 1. Continues to be quite a bit, I mean, shoot as we wrap up september going into october this is exactly what you should expect as uh as we i'm not going to say hit the home stretch of the regular season but as we start to hit the the main stretch of the regular season for sure and uh you continue to see kind of teams with uh measuring sticks if you will of opponents and and where they might stand come come playoff time and yeah, lots to look forward to there. Be sure to continue to follow our coverage online at www.nevadapeel.com as well as recordcourier.com. Thanks again to today's title sponsor in Double J Auto NV in Gardnerville. You can find them online at www.doublejautonv.com. For my producer, Jeff Mulvihill, I'm Carter Eckel. That's going to do it for episode 45, and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Take it easy.